There we are. Hello, hello. What an introduction. Oh, I just thought it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get the suspense going, get people wound up. How are you, Sally? I'm good. I'm thinking I need to go and redo all my countdowns for my masterclasses now. I've really got to raise the bar. <laughs> well, I'm not quite finished with it yet. I was still experimenting with a few things. I just I introduced this a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. But um, great to have you with us, Sally. I've been listening to your um, podcast for quite a while now. Um, yeah, 78 episodes or something. I can't quite believe it. Now, can you see people's comments come through on the right there? Oh, let me have a look. What have we got come in? Hang on. Let me go over to comments. Yes, I've got a hello. Fantastic. This is cool. I've got to give a shout out to these guys. Now, Mr. Chris Holland, thank you for being our first ever wine sponsor on Monday Night Live, the house and land expert. <laughs> Sally. <laughs> Sally's yes, got a wine at her end as well. From, uh, from across the country. <laughs> I don't know if it's Chris's or not, but we're in the spirit. There he is. <laughs> Chris is there ready to go. Look <laughs> at that smile. <laughs> Thank you so much for your kind donation, Chris. Appreciate that. For those of you that weren't tuning in a couple of weeks ago, I had a glass of wine and I thought, you know what, I'm going to start doing this every Monday Night Live and we're looking for some <laughs> contributions. And Chris was the first to put his hand up. So thank you very much, Chris. Love that. One of my events is called Voice and Vigno. So, Chris. Is it? <laughs> hey. Get in touch. <laughs> so, Sally, for those of you that haven't come across um, your name before, um, would you mind giving us a little bit of background about what it is you do and how, how you fell into... As, as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're a, you're a vocal coach that helps speakers, people in the entertainment business. Could you just elaborate on my very vague intro? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I my title is voice and public speaking coach, and I used to be a TV reporter, so a lot of my clientele are broadcasters and aspiring and both professional journalists. But I guess my business is a mixture of three main career sections, I suppose you could say. So I started out as a speech and drama teacher. So I did speech and drama. Yes, I was one of those Steadford kids on stage doing all that kind of thing. And from the age of about 16, I just used the front room of my parents' house to teach speech and drama. Yeah. But then I thought, oh, I don't want to be teaching tongue twisters for the rest of my life. And I went off to uni and I did journalism and law, actually. I always wanted to be a lawyer. But, um, you know, it became clear the only bar that I was ever going to end up at was the one with you know, <laughs> the wine drinking one. So I uh, went into radio news, started out in Wollongong and then Campbelltown near Sydney, and then I went into television news and worked for Channel 7 and also Channel 10 and the ABC. And then I crossed to the dark side, which is what they say a lot of journalists go into public relations because it's a very, very complementary skill set. Yeah. And I was the glamour girl for Queensland's water and sewage company. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, really? I was on national TV twice, uh, once talking about Australia's first poo-powered car and the <laughs> next time talking about fatbergs. So for anyone watching, don't, like, put your, your oils down the sink because they will solidify and cause you sewage problems. Then... <laughs> 
I know. I know a weird amount about plumbing. (laughs) (laughs) And I really loved that role because I was in front of the camera, but on the other side of the microphone. And that's why, yes, about three years ago, I thought, oh, you know what? I had no kids, no pets, no boyfriend at the time. And I had this quite unique combination of skills because there's not that many people who have the voice and the journalism and the PR. So I thought I've definitely got something here. Um, And, of course, now I'm TikTok's foremost comedy newsreader with all the best equipment. So if you're on TikTok, you'll see a bit of antics over there. We're going to get a live demonstration. (laughs) I've already convinced Sally to give us a live demo because, yeah, there's not many people doing they're active as you are on top, on TikTok in the business world. I'm fascinated with what you're doing. Yeah, it's really interesting. And as I said, I mentioned to you earlier, I have just started advertising on there as well. But I suppose the most the biggest part of my business is where these combination of these past skills come into play. So corporate media training. I've been on both sides of the microphone, understand how it works, have all the voice and confidence training. So I do a lot of that. Of course, work with broadcasters and journalists and the beauty of what I do, I probably have broken the golden rule of niching, but I love working with business owners who are trying to get out there and have more confidence. I also love working with people who are in their corporate professional career, wanting to know how to have difficult conversations and wrangle their team. Yeah. And I even work with sales teams who want to have, you know, it's, it's really varied. It's people who want to have more confidence answering the phone just as a receptionist, right through to CEOs wanting to make a better impact in front of their whole organisation. So I really yeah. love that, that variation. You know, and when I had I had this LinkedIn versus Instagram event uh, six weeks ago, but, you know, I've done this, this event plenty of times before, but it was the first time in 16 months that I've been on stage. And, and in the meantime, like because of COVID and all of that, uh, you know, I, norm- and I normally speak like at least three or four times a month. So, yeah, it's quite a big gap. But one of the things that's always troubled me as a speaker is I say I'm an R a lot. And I've had a few speaking coaches and they've, they've got, I've, I've taken them to the point of frustration, like where a couple of them have fired me as a client. They're like, you know what, Nathaniel, you're going to do your own thing anyway. You may as well just go off and do your own thing. And, and, there was this, I was listening to, for those of you um, that, that haven't come across Sally's podcast, it's That Voice Podcast. That's what it's called, isn't it? That Voice yep. Podcast. Check it out. It's fantastic. And and one of the episodes was, you know, how to deal with this um and ah thing. And I was like, okay, so let's let's see what Sally has to say about this. And and it, this is what I got out of it um, from what I can remember. It was, um, you know, the re- if you focus on the, the fact that, uh, you're not the center of the audience's attention. The audience is the center of your attention. Yes, and that's taken from my favorite TED talk by Caroline McHugh called The Art of Being Yourself. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Okay, so, and so, like, it's like you, you, you were saying to yourself, like, get out of your own head. It's not about you. You're there to serve. And to focus on service rather than whether or not you're doing the amanaring. Because in the past, like speaking coaches have told me to like record my amanars, count them, like focus on them. And I've never found that work for me. But I, I actually found found that focusing on the audience and service helped me a lot. Yeah, well, I think the the great thing about coaches is everybody has a different approach. And that's why it's so important to find the coach that resonates 
with you. And for me, you know, I hear about people tallying up ums and ahs and all of that. And I, it's just not my approach. I feel like it's, it's not getting to the core issue. And to me, the reason we say ums and ahs is because there's a lack of presence. There's a lack of presence between our inner voice and our real voice, a lack of that connection. And it's our mind that's wandering off with, oh, I don't know what to say, or am I going to say something weird, or am I not prepared, or um, uh, the air's not really flowing. And, like, that's the reason that we say the ums and ahs. And so I I work more on getting your inner voice and your real voice to play nice, (laughs) right, be on the same wavelength, and then being able to speak with intention. And I always say I'm not the um and ah police. If you say a few ums and ahs, I think it's better (laughs) to do that and speak fluently than to sound like a robot but never say ums and ahs. And I think the main thing to be concerned about is if you're saying that at the start of sentences. So if you're in even an interview like a live chat like this or a job interview or even a meeting and somebody throws to you and you start with, uh, um. Um, you know, so if you're starting with it, then yeah. that's not really a good setup and it's often a habit. And you know it's a habit. I remember when I was ordering coffee one day and they said, what's your name? And I said, um, Sally. So, like, you know <laughs> it's a habit if you start saying that when you totally know what to say. Yeah. And so I imagine I've got like weird metaphors and visualizations for everything, but I like. And then they look at you like you're making the name up. They're like, "Is it Sally though? <laughs> What's your real name?" <laughs> oh my gosh! If you pair that with a bit of vocal fry and a rising inflection, and you get um, Sally, then they really think you're lying. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Like you really want your voice to be aligned with your brand and who you are. And I often find there's that disconnect. So I have somebody who is absolutely knows their stuff, they're competent, they're credible, they really, really have a valuable message to share. But if the speaking is not matching up with that, they might be using loads of filler words, have the pitch too high, uh, have really uncertain body language, then there's that misalignment. And so I really work with it sounds a little bit woo-woo, but, you know, getting in touch with your own voice and getting in touch with your own self and then the message will just flow easily. Yeah, it certainly resonated a lot with me. All right, guys, who have we got on the call tonight? Let us know where you're tuning in from. I know we've got some people already jumped in the chat. we got Kenneth from the Caribbean Islands. See, this is what I love about this live stuff. We get people from all over the world. Chris is – you've got a wine sponsor already. Chris is keen. Yes. We've got Harriet here. Hey, Harriet. Sorry. There you are from LinkedIn. Good morning from Brooklyn, New York, having coffee while you're having wine. Well, we don't discriminate. Uh, <laughs> and um, Jennifer, I love that comment. Doesn't energy level matter more than elocution? And I'm, I totally agree with you. I'm often saying it's not what you say. It's the energy you bring. And I think when we have that focus on elocution, we end up having that disconnect and we're not speaking authentically. So, yeah. yes, totally agree. Karen from Market River. This is going to be a good contact Ooh. for the wine. Yeah. For the wine sponsors. <laughs> I reckon Karen could introduce a few few wine sponsors. <laughs> now, Karen, Karen and I know each other well. Karen, Karen, if you're ever going down to Margaret River and you need to rent a cool car, to drive you around the wineries because you're going to drink a few too many. Karen is the best. 
I can tell you from first-hand experience. She got me home safely, which is not an easy task. No, so I know I've got pen and paper for a reason today. <laughs> Paola from South Africa. Welcome. Najma's in Perth. And we've got somebody from Cambodia here, Rami. It's awesome. And now the Perth starts to now the Perth starts to overflow uh, the rest of the the, the Oh, we go. Cheers, BBCO. Bet Karen's having a red. You wouldn't live in Marbury <laughs> otherwise, would you? Okay, so you've given us a bit of a background as to your story, and I, I want to ask you a bit about TikTok as well. But um, before we get into that, what are some of the common mistakes that you come across with your clients, and, and how do you normally suggest they handle those? Time and time again, it's it's mindset. It always starts with mindset. As we were just mentioning, it's those that inner voice, that inner critic, the people pleaser, the imposter, uh, the perfectionist, you know, all of these voices show up and they sabotage our speaking. And, you know, we sabotage ourselves before we even make sound. And so it's always about getting to the core of people's mindsets. And I'm actually doing a, a few co uh, coaching qualifications this year that are more in the area of psychology and this kind of area because this is what I'm finding more and more. The Sure, the voice and breathing is a big one, but the reason the breath's not flowing is usually because of something going on up here. Yeah. That's the, that's the main thing. And, yeah, because it's all like the approach. Like you said, that act of service, mm. you're not the centre of attention, the audience is the centre of yours. Everyone's not looking at you, you're looking at everyone. <laughs> and I think everyone can relate. It's when you're in that great mindset that normally things go really well and it's when you're not that they don't yeah. go so well. And I think most, speak most speakers get there, but, but it's, it's, I think it's the more experienced ones that get there quicker. So sometimes it takes a few minutes or five minutes before, you know, your regular speaker to, to get in the flow of things. Yeah, and that you're right. That's the second thing I see. So a lot of people who don't have a lot of speaking experience, they think that good speakers are just magically these superhumans that dive into speaking scenarios and just mm -hmm. nail it. When yeah. really, uh, I know for myself and even like let's take Tony Robbins for an example. They had this on the Netflix documentary he has about an eight hour ritual that he goes through before he goes on stage it's plunge pools and like all sorts of things yeah yeah. and it, even for me when I've got a I talk about it in my podcast I talk about the runway so there's no takeoff without a countdown or without a runway and so if your speaking gig is speaking to the board at 11 o'clock or if you're presenting at a conference at what at five that's not when it starts it starts way before. And so for me, if I'm speaking at a conference, I won't schedule anything the whole day. Wow. You know, I'll, I'll go to the gym. I might, you know, do a few easy things, but I know I need to have my energy levels right. I need to be there early. Even going live, I uh, for my courses, I won't check my email for an hour before because you know how you can check your email? You can get like that annoying thing that you kind of think, oh, that's, oh yeah. that's it just plays on your mind. Whereas I'm yeah. like, nah. I don't check the emails. I get myself a cup of tea. I dance around to Dolly Parton. You know, like there's a lot of preparation <laughs> that goes. <laughs> I'm not saying like do that, but I mean, pour yourself yeah. a cup of ambition. It's pretty. I cool. said to my, my mum's my mum my mum's been over this afternoon, and um, I said, "Oh, will you stick around because we'll, we'll take Marshall for a walk after the live?" 
And she's like, yeah, 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 no, no worries. Um, we'll just, I'll just look after Marshall in the living room while you're live. And, I, and I, at five o'clock, I'm like, okay, who's ready for the pre-Monday night live ritual? <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> like, put the music on and like, I've got this routine that I do before I go, <laughs> go live Mondays. But I, like, I tell you what, like the longer I've been doing it, the, the shorter the ritual gets. Like it's, I'm a lot more comfortable doing it now. But you're right. Like I would, if I have, if I have like, even if it's just an hour before I go speaking, you know, everyone wants your time, you know, like you, especially if you're running the event, you know, like I love to be able to have an event manager in place that just like can plot there and then I can have that hour just to myself to get myself mentally ready. It makes the world a difference. And I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins, but I have different rituals to him. Like, you know, like he's got his own rituals. Um, but I'm and that's what's so fan. important. Yeah, it's sharing strategies, but it's about working out what's right for you. I talk about energy in terms of Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi signal. So how are you? Are you on like one dot? Are you one dot one bar? Are you full bars? Like how are you feeling? And then what do you need to do to get into that energy zone? Like... <laughs> I'm not saying Dolly Parton works for everyone. And if you can tap into how you're feeling, then you can really adapt it. Like, as you say, there's some nights when I'm, well, like tonight's a good example. I have been, oh, I had someone on my podcast and then I ran one of my live coachings in my membership and then now I'm here. So I'm like really in the flow of, can't you tell? you You saw I was drinking wine and you're like, wait, can I drink wine too? Oh my gosh, I was like, this is the best appointment ever. Uh, but when I looked at my calendar, I've, I purposely did it that way because I thought, yeah, absolutely, these three things, even though it's sort of things on, they're all going to help each other. They're going to create the energy I need altogether, uh, yeah. which is why, you know, even in my business, things improved so much when I said, okay, these are my client coaching days, my one-on-one. So now I yep. just do Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. When I first started, you might know what it's like. You're like... Whenever, whenever you're free. <laughs> so then it's it's hard to, to get into a flow of doing anything because your energy levels are changing. And, yeah. yeah, and like the CEOs, they want to, or executives, they want to speak to the board and they have appointments like back-to-back right up to that time and then they wonder why they didn't go so well. So Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right, let's give a couple of shout-outs here. We've got Karen, Karen Hennessy. I pronounced that right, haven't I? Hennessy, what a great last name. <laughs> Lacey from Perth takes care of all of your stylist needs. Lacey's going to Lacey's going to have to sort out my wardrobe at some point. We've got Lorraine here. Great share, Sally. I find where I care more about my honest results. Things flow way better. Great tip. I love that. Strange but true, everything starts with mindset. I help business with a relationship with money, and that too starts with mindset. Yes, Najma gave me a, a book I've been reading at the last event about uh, managing my finances a bit better, which I'm very grateful for. So, Sally, tell me, how did you get into this TikTok madness? Like, I what 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 gave you the what was the first push that got you even to check out the platform? Yeah, it's interesting. It was a video by Gary V, and I, I quite like Gary V, and I, and I don't do everything he says, but I saw this one video that really resonated, which basically was him saying, well, not basically, this was what he was saying. Get on LinkedIn and get on TikTok. I'm giving you the keys to the effing kingdom and you're not executing. Yeah. That's what he said. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom and you're not executing. And at that stage, LinkedIn was going quite well for me. It still goes quite well. And Instagram, I don't know, I wasn't really 
I don't know, like I don't have that many followers. I wasn't really vibing with it. And I thought, you know what, let's just give it a go. And I started just consuming a lot of TikTok. And my first few videos are terrible. I didn't know what I was doing. And randomly, I just threw my phone up one evening, didn't even brush my eyelashes as the good people of TikTok pointed out. And in one take, did a video just sharing three tips about speaking. And I talked about the three tips were to avoid uh, vocal fry, vocal fries like that crackly kind of valley girl sound. All right. Uh, the rising inflection and also ums and ahs. And that's just what it was. Oh, my gosh. They talk about your phone blowing up. I didn't know whether to keep staring at it or to chuck it out the window. It was just craziness. Wow. I had 46 followers, like literally the only 46 people I knew who had TikTok. The next day I had 10,000. Whoa. Yeah, it was like absolutely the, the growth was just so crazy. And then from there I was like, okay, wow, people just want. And like even though I do dance and do transitions, I find that stuff fun. It's just the straight talking to camera stuff that seems to go the best. Wow. And now I've built this community and I go live there and I really, really like it. And, yeah, I've just you recently. You go live on TikTok? Yeah. It's the best oh. place to go live. Well, no, like, well, right mean, now. 10,000 followers. Like I, I, I tried posting stuff on there. It's like people are like, meh, <laughs> next. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's a bit, a bit of luck, a bit of persistence. I think I think it really suits my personality, the app. Um, and I, then now. I yeah. deeper into what you're doing. What was that? Sorry. I've got to dive deeper into what you're doing. Yeah, so TikToks, uh, I, I find it, it's, you always get comments. You get so many more comments than other platforms and you, you just have permission to be more fun. Like, okay. Do you get a few I, haters over there? Oh, yeah. I had one guy Photoshop <laughs> the poo emoji onto my head. What? And, and make a video calling me Australia's most condescending woman. What? But then I was like, oh, I actually used to work for a sewerage company, so that was quite clever. Thanks. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I in the beginning I I did I'd made the mistake of engaging and it would it would hit you hard. Like you'd read these personal attacks by people who don't know you saying that you're you're fake, you're an idiot, uh you're too wow. old, uh you're an effing CUNT, like really quite vicious Whoa. stuff. And it's like, oh my god. But Whoa. I talk about this in the podcast. It's been such a great learning opportunity because if you live for people's acceptance, you die from their rejection. Yeah. If you live by people's acceptance, you die from their rejection. And so what it's really taught me is that whether it's a positive comment or a negative, at the end of the day, it's strangers on the internet and that is not where I get my validation or my self-worth from. 100%. So I've been able to sort of develop this, you know, do I like it when things go viral? Yeah, it's, 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 it's nice. Do I still sometimes get that feeling of, all oh, this flopped? But sometimes, but at the end of the day, especially when I think it's really funny myself, I'm like, come on, like that's objectively funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So you sort of just try to say, okay, well, what, where do I get my self-worth from? And it's always from within and really just caring about what that close-knit group around you think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Gary, good on Gary V. Bless him. I'm glad he got you on there. So are we going to get a little bit of a uh, insight as to uh, the 
Could you, could you show me what you did earlier with the hairbrush? Come on. Oh, yeah. Well, it's only because just before this I was doing it. So what I do, I do voice and confidence tips, as you'll see, but I also do news reading and I have a few themes. So I news read song lyrics. So I, I news read the, the WAP lyrics, you know, like I'm talking WAP, 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 that's some WAP. So that one is like more than half a million views. Uh, I also news, do a news reader to my hate comments. So whenever someone writes something mean, I just do it like a, a news report, which is like, good evening, I'm Sally Prosser. Your voice makes me want to shoot myself. And then I say, <laughs> So I've got the song lyrics, the hate comments, and then most recently I've moved into Australian slang news reading. That's awesome. And I know that we've got a very international crew here tonight, so I'm sure many of you won't understand (laughs) these things. But the one I've just written out tonight, you want me to do it for you? Yes. Do we want want Sally to do it for us? It's not that long. Yeah, we want want it. All right. Lacey's going to help me out with my fashion. That's great. A gender reveal <laughs> stunt has gone completely balls up. A mate of the dad-to-be was doing a few doughies in his kitted-out Commodore when the exhaust smoke blew blue. But before onlookers could raise a stubby for the baby boy, the car caught fire, flames racing up the rear spoiler and onto a power pole, which toppled onto a nearby Datsun. The driver of the Holden made a mad dash to safety. Residents say this is a quiet street and shit like this never goes down. (laughs) Meantime, the mum-to-be was reportedly very cranky at her hubby. She said, for crying out loud, Terry, I wouldn't be up the duff with a burn out shit box if only you'd used a bloody franger. Now I don't know if I'm a bit too below the belt for um, But like I find for me like it's just it's 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 fun and, and you can't take yourself too seriously, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. This is hilarious. Oh, I bet we're all you being to gain a few TikTok followers after the time. Yes, well I'm up to three hundred and five thousand. So it's um Jesus. It's great. And like I've mentioned, I've started advertising on there and the cost per click is out of control. So, Cost per click, okay. So you're driving people to a lead magnet or something, are you? Yeah. So at the moment I've got two running. One of them goes to like a free quiz. Feel free to do it. It's called How Hot's Your Speaking. Um, And the other one is to like a, a well back to mindset my other lead magnet is, is a seven mindset hacks to speak with confidence and if anyone watching today no. wants it just dm me and i'll send it to you so it's just like a one pager with the mindset hacks i use and yeah, yes we'll be going okay although you've got to just watch the age limit because lots of kids lie about their age All um, right. and i've had a couple of people write to me going i want to do the quiz but i don't have an email address yet <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> And they're going to be epic speakers, no doubt. Yeah, I feel like I'm um, creating a bit of a nursery. Like every day I get these messages where they say, oh, I, I, I used your tips in my school speech and I did really, really well. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Sally, that's awesome. <laughs> and at the same time, though, a lot of um, my high-end corporate clients originally found me on TikTok. So it's it definitely. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're on there? Yeah. I think that the older generation doesn't necessarily comment, but they they definitely watch. And 25 to 55 is the largest growing demographic on TikTok. Really? Yeah. Jeez. I feel like one of those old times, because I remember when that was the case on Facebook, I'm like, really? Really? People over 25 are using Facebook? And now look at it. 
<laughs> oh my goodness, I need to get on there. Incredible. And so is LinkedIn still getting results for you? Uh, not as much as it used to. And I, as I said, I think that's because I'm not posting as much native video content to there as I used to. Yeah. Uh, and that's just a matter of, I don't know, you've got to pick your battles a bit. I mean, I'm so busy running the actual business. Content creation seems to be. <laughs> um, it must take a lot of time. How often do you post on TikTok? Uh, yeah, oh, every day. You're supposed to post about three times a day is the optimal. See, so it's a lot of work because you can't just, you can't, you got to edit it. You can't just go straight to, it's got to be more punchy than that, hasn't it? Yeah, you've got to do edits. Some take longer than others. I mean, like this one tonight won't be very long because I'll just put a green screen up and I'll just read it in one take and and that's fine. But okay. yeah, some, some do take a long time, which I, I try to get into kind of content creation mood and make a few in one day. Yeah, that's the way to do it, yeah. But if anyone, like, uh, what I always say about content creation is just be kind to yourself. Like, it's, I feel like I'm on the hamster wheel of content sometimes and I'm trying to move my business where I don't have to rely on that organic posting as much as I do. Yeah. Because people say, Sal, how do you post on every platform every day? And sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I feel like a crazy person. I'm like walking into the gym, like Instagramming. It's Sally, <laughs> Sally, you're doing a fantastic job. Like I'm, I'm in the social media marketing business. I didn't even come across your TikTok at all. I came across your podcast. I went into your email funnel. I think it's fantastic. Every, every touch point I've got from you has been brilliant. So you're doing great. Oh, from a marketer, that means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> No, you're doing great. Like, I'm not annoyed to get your emails, you know. Like, it's – so that's rare. Like, you know, most people, when they get your emails – and, I, and, I, and I, we've talked about your program coming up in – was it June or July? You know, I'm dead, dead keen to get involved in that. I think it sounds fantastic. Yes, my six-week voice makeover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm jumping in, guys. So if you ever – any of you want to get, like, some, some help with your speaking, I would 100% recommend getting involved. From my experience, there's a there's not been a whole lot of speaking coaches that have been able to help me, you know, with my speaking. And just by listening to your podcast, like I've got a huge amount of value out of it. So, you know, so you're doing something right for sure. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's a it's a matter of like everyone has different approaches. Yeah, and you got to find what resonates with you. And for me, I, I do have a very useful career background you know like I know what it's like to be on live television and morning radio and being on the stage and that was kind of how all this started I, I grew up doing stage you know I, I was actually Romeo in my school's play it was an all-girls school and so I was Romeo, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet really funny <laughs> and um, uh, the tickets sold out because everyone just wanted to see if two girls were going to kiss on stage it was pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I, when I first started in breakfast radio, I was reading the news. Like you can probably hear, I sound a bit like I've come off the set of a kid's TV show. I'm pretty animated, but I was reading the news like it was Shakespeare. It was, good morning, it's 5.30, I'm Sally Prosser. And my boss at the time was like, Sal, just calm the farm. You can't talk like that while mums are getting the kids off to school, you know. <laughs> And so that's when I started to realise that you, you, if you've got a good command over your voice, you can manipulate it to use it yeah. more effectively in a wide range of situations. Yeah, 100%. Paula, yeah. I'll just say quickly, that, that voice podcast is the name of the podcast, is that voice podcast, that's what it's called, that voice podcast, <laughs> check it out. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. 
No, oh, thank you. I'm welcome. Any more listeners to the podcast? This is great. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I feel like I interrupted you. Are you finished or not? Oh, well, being a speaking coach, I can just pretty much talk continually. <laughs> but I, we had that comment earlier about uh, elocution, and I get asked yeah. this a lot, especially working with reporters, like, why do you get them to put on that stupid news voice? And, you know, it's, right. it's not all about speaking posh. And <laughs> I believe that, like, it's true. Like, voice, I'm just a bogan from Wollongong originally. <laughs> Shout out to anyone from Wollongong. <laughs> and I feel like... Voice and speaking, it's very much like wardrobe. If you only have one outfit in the wardrobe, again, in quarantine, you're probably fine. But say you just have your gym like this. Yeah, I lived in like this one outfit. But say you just have your gym gear. When you go to the gym, you're going to be awesome. But maybe if you're wearing that to work and to a black tie ball and to all different places, you're not going to make the best impression. If you have a wide wardrobe, you choose the outfit for the occasion and every single time you are 100% yourself. Yeah. It's not about faking it. You wouldn't say that you're faking yourself whether you're in PJs or in a suit, like you're just a different version of yourself. Yeah. And I think and voice is absolutely the same. So you might pick out a different voice to go down the pub with your mates, but yeah. another one if you're going to go present to the board or if you're going to do a broadcast news story. And it's 100% you every step of the way, but you just are able to access that range. Yeah. 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 I can't we'll talk wait. about that in the makeover course. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the six-week makeover course. I think this is exactly what I've been looking for. I'm excited. All right. Well, before we wrap things up, I do want to give one more shout-out to Chris Holland, the house and land expert. Thank you so much for two bottles of wine. This is the second bottle of wine. So me and mum are already <laughs> through one bottle. So you're doing well, mate. Um, and uh, Karen's from Margaret River has also put me in touch with a winery down there. So this is quite exciting. I didn't expect there to be um, <laughs> as much demand as there has been for the, for the wine sponsorship, but appreciate that. And um, Sally, I guess if there's one per place that you would like to encourage people to reach out or follow you or get in touch with you um, after tonight's live, where would where would that be? Would it be Instagram? Would it be I don't I don't know if a lot of my listeners are on on TikTok or not. Um, but where would you like them to go? Oh look I'm not an international woman of mystery. You can get access me on pretty much every platform. LinkedIn messaging is great. And uh, you know speaking of the wine theme my event coming up in June it's only $37 it's called Voice and Vino and I take you through how to have in Queensland voice. or is it virtual It's virtual I did run oh, them cool. in person but it's okay. because I've got, I've got people all over the world so okay, I'm doing cool. it virtually and I talk about how you can make your voice as full bodied as a good red as oh. crisp, as a nice oh. white as effervescent as a Nice bottle of bubbly, and we also talk about how you brand yourself in the same way wines. I mean, look, basically it's just full of a lot of wine metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> and you can drink whatever you like. But if you are interested in, of course, listen to the podcast, but this is a great little event that is literally a good taster if you want to learn more about the oh, kind of work that I do. I like this. Yeah. So when's that? What date's that? It's the 22nd of June. 22nd of June, okay. I'll have to jot that down. Oh, I'm I'm keen on all everything you're doing. I love it. Um, and I get to drink wine at this thing. That sounds amazing. Absolutely. Well, please, if you don't drink, 
that's great. You're more you than welcome. You can come as well. Yeah, more than welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but Karen and Chris are definitely invited. <laughs> Absolutely. Although don't judge me if I'm saying something about a wine that isn't technically correct. Maybe I should consult with you beforehand to make sure that I'm getting all the terminology correct. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, look, I highly recommend going to check out Sally's podcast, That Voice Podcast. I've got a huge amount of value out of it. If you're a speaker, go and, go and have a listen. Um, Sally, thanks so much for joining us. Everybody, um, Sally will be get, getting the links to the LinkedIn, the YouTube, and the Facebook chat after this. So if you do have any questions, don't be, don't be shy to uh, comment with um, questions there for Sally. I'm sure she'll be keeping an eye on them. And we'll see you next week on Monday Night Live. Have a fantastic week in business. Go and kick some goals, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much for being here, Sally. Bye. Thank you.